off script with Trish Glose, intimate interviews with interesting people. However, in episode 35, we're changing things up just a little bit, just in time for the holidays. As you can see, if you're watching the video portion of this, I am FaceTiming with my mama right now, who I talk to, or I talk about, I should say, on a regular basis on this podcast. Hey, mama. Hello. And I should say her name is actually Gail. <laughs> She goes by Mama, but but she also goes by Gail Lowther. And you are joining us um, via FaceTime all the way from where? Somerville, South Carolina. South Carolina. Well, thanks for being here for this special edition of Off Script. We're talking about the holidays, and I'll be talking with a couple of my uh, co-workers, my other family members, about holiday traditions. So I wanted to ask you, uh, first of all, where are you from originally, Mama? I am from Lake City, South Carolina. Okay, and you have kind of moved all over the place. Yes, I have lived in Las Vegas, New Orleans, Washington, D.C., Albuquerque, New Mexico, Fort Worth, Texas. Okay, and the list goes on. Um, I do have to say really quickly, your tree is real pretty. Oh, thank you, honey. Okay, so um, when you were younger in South Carolina, what were some of the traditions that y'all grew up that y'all had in, in your little family? Well, some of them uh, carried on for you and your brother as well, but one of the things that I remember is uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, one of the Food has always been a big big tradition for us. Food's been a big deal for us. Oh, yeah. And, but um, Christmas Eve was always about barbecue, you know, pork barbecue. And that was our Christmas Eve dinner. Uh, we never opened gifts until Christmas morning. Still don't do that. Right. Well, wait, um, let's uh, let's back up to the barbecue because a lot of people uh, ask me when they find out I'm from South Carolina, that's the number one thing is, oh, my goodness, the barbecue. So, I mean, I know how it goes in our family, but I guess how how did that process go? Y'all would get a kill a hog. My, well, what I remember as a little girl is my, my, grand, my grandfather and his sons, they would kill the hogs uh, a couple of days before. They dug a pit in the ground under a barn, and they used hickory wood that they went out and cut, and uh, they barbecued, and it was an all-night affair, and they barbecued the pig and took it up the next day in time for um, uh, Christmas Eve dinner. Right. Now, we, my, my dad continued that. He, he built a um, gas, a huge gas stainless steel grill you'll remember and he would do that still all night and my brother still does does it to this day so this we don't always do it on Christmas Eve anymore but we still have that cooked barbecue every year right and it's a big deal in South Carolina well at least in our family the barbecue sauce is vinegar based period <laughs> yes not mustard vinegar based okay yes. Um, well, I do get a hankering for that barbecue every now and then, for sure. Um, so then I guess when my brother, Robbie, and I, a little older, I mean, we, our big thing for Christmas was going to Grandma's house. Right. We always went to, we always had Christmas at my parents' house, at your grandparents' house, always. Up in, and we've done that up until the, just the last few years, even, even with you. Um, but yes, that was the big deal, was going to Grandma's for Christmas. And um, I remember um, probably when Robbie was about four, I gave him some Christmas books. Um, the Night Before Christmas, Rudolph, mm -hmm. uh, Frosty the Snowman. And I read those to him every Christmas Eve. 
And then when you were born, I read them to both of you. And we always did that on Christmas Eve. We were always at my mother's house. And then when your, when your cousin Shelly was born, who's nine years younger than you, you and Robbie read them to her. Right. I think, I think y'all forced us to read, it to read those to her. Well, your recollection <laughs> of these things and mine are not always the same. Oh, I'm kidding. Um, no, we loved it. We absolutely loved it. Right. And then I passed the books on to my little grandsons. So I don't know if Robbie reads them to them or not anymore. But that was a tradition for years and years. Right. And those books, whew, they have seen better days. Yes, they have. They certainly have. They are, they are tattered and loved. Yes. Another big thing for, well, at least you and me, I know when I was in high school, was decorating the tree. That was a big deal. Yeah, sometimes uh, she would wait until we would get there to decorate the tree. Right. We always had so much fun doing that. And um, and then you remember uh, Christmas morning. Well, we'll talk about you with Christmas morning, but one of the things we always did with Christmas morning, we always had a big Christmas breakfast, which was, as I said, it's about the food. Food. Ham and grits. Mm. And then we always had a big Christmas dinner, which was usually turkey and all the trimmings. And we'd pull out the silver and the china and the crystal. Do you remember all that? Oh, yeah, of course. But, yeah, food was definitely a big deal. I know it still is with all of us. Yes, yes it is. Okay. Yes, it is. Well, and then the other thing for me, I remember obviously not being able to sleep on Christmas Eve because you're a kiddo. Right. Yeah, so so you were you were not quite as bad as your brother. Your brother, who's about five years older than you, could just did not sleep at all. Did not sleep at all. He was up every thirty minutes in my face saying, "Is it time yet?" <laughs> and so Christmas Eve, so Christmas morning, you all knew that you had to wait at the top of the stairs. Yes, for you to come down, and you were waiting so we could all get our cup of coffee and get ready come down because we knew it was going to be chaos once you did that yeah and your little uh cousin Shelly like I said is nine years younger than you was not excited at all not excited at all ever ever I don't think and so we would say okay now it's like little puppy dogs coming when you say okay come and get it it's the way you were uh, and down the stairs you ran and then yes. to the living room and you were so excited and showing everything, and Shelly's sitting over there just kind of looking at her stuff. Yeah, half asleep. <laughs> yes, much to the dismay of her parents. Right, right. Oh, gosh, that's funny. Well, and one of my favorite Christmas stories, you know, before I came along um, was when Robbie was little, and he got really cool things for Christmas. Yes, yes. And not really yeah. allowed to play with them. <laughs> no, they, you know, it would be, oh, I think he needs to get a race car track for his birthday. I mean, for Christmas. And he was like four years old. And so Christmas morning, his dad and his uncle and his grandfather set it up. And they were just, and Robbie came over and said, Mama, they won't let me play with it. <laughs> <laughs> very cute. Very cute. Um, but I think the message here and I've already I've already talked to a couple of my coworkers the big message I think with those christmases that really stand out is the sense of family absolutely absolutely so important and still is agreed for all of us agreed well um one other thing I want to mention is if we ever got clothes for christmas yes yes so I think it was <laughs> I think it was mandatory that if you got it, if you got an article of clothing, you had to model it. Yes. 
and um, there must have been a written rule about that because we have the pictures to prove it. We do. And some of them, they are hysterical. They're hysterical and they're awful because yes. we all have, we're all mostly sleep deprived and wearing like, I don't know, track suits and whatever we got yes. for Christmas and yes. we've got bedhead. I mean, it's just horrendous. Yes. yes, it is. It absolutely is. But for some reason we have, you know, a bazillion pictures of us modeling clothes at Christmas. <laughs> it's just bad. <laughs> it's bad. Well, Mama, thank you for being here. I'm going to turn this around to everybody on the video so she can at least say goodbye to me because I haven't seen her in, in a few days via yeah. FaceTime. But thank you for joining us or joining me on my podcast and, and chatting about our holiday traditions. My pleasure. All right. Thank I love you. you. I'll talk to you soon. Love you too. Merry Christmas. And Mike Marut, News 10 Good Morning Anchor. Trish Glose, News 10 Evening Anchor. That is me. Um, just a little quick note before we dive into it. Mm -hmm. I had a hand in hiring you. I know. I remember the interview process. I just thought about this. Um, and actually, you were one of the few candidates who talked more than our boss, Chad Hypes. That is an accomplishment <laughs> that I never knew that I could, not, never knew I could get to. Right. Well, it is true. And I remember when we hung up with you, it was like a... Skype or a FaceTime or whatever. Something like that, yeah. Um, I remember Chad and I looked at each other and we said, he he talks more than you do. <laughs> and it was a big funny thing. It was you probably are, a nerves thing, honestly. Probably, but um, you are a number one candidate. Cool, thank you. Had no idea. I seriously thought there's no way he's going to accept this job. Well, I was looking to move west anyway. And you wanted an adventure. I did. And I, want, and I knew I wanted small town. Uh, and then, you know, just kind of figure out where I could go from there. Okay. So let's get into this. It's a holiday special podcast. Okay. Where are you from originally? I am from Wheaton, Illinois. So it's like an hour-ish west of Chicago. Okay. So, but you call Chicago home. I do. Yes. Although anybody who lives in the city of Chicago always gets mad at that. Well, yeah. Obviously. You're not a true I'm not, blue. Right. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. Uh, you grew up solo. I did. I'm an only child. Um, Which you know, explains so much. It really does. It does. Um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. People are always like, how did you grow up without siblings? I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I just did. It's like, yeah. how did you grow up with siblings sort right. of thing, right? Well, because we make fun of you and your ego. That's true. But, you know, I think I take it in stride for the you most do. part. You do. Absolutely. So you are only child mm -hmm. and parents spoil you, spoil you rotten? All the time. Constantly. Um, you admit it. Wow. Oh, yeah. I, you know, having said that, it wasn't that they overspoiled me where I was like a spoiled brat growing up. Okay. You know, they kept it in check and, you know, made <laughs> sure I had a job. My first job was at, you know, 12 years old, technically. Yeah. And, you know, used to sell produce with an uncle of mine. And then, you know, from there, they still like taught me the values of like hard work and stuff and like mm -hmm. working for rewards. It wasn't that they were just giving me things. Okay. So let's get into the holiday spirit. Um, you guys celebrated Christmas? Yes. Every year we had, um, where I grew up, we had a room with like a really high ceiling. Let's say it was 18 feet, 20 feet or something. Wow. Not Maybe not that high, but it was a high ceiling. Okay. Every year we would have a tree in that room that would be at least 13, 14 feet tall. Goodness. And my mom would do the lights. My grandpa, we call them the hooker because uh, he used to put all the hooks on the ornaments. Oh, Grandpa right? the hooker. I love that. Right? It's uh, like dirty and sweet at the same <laughs> exactly. time. Exactly. It was like a whole family affair. You know, it was my parents my and my mom's parents. Um, 
they would come over and we would just all do the tree together. Mm. Uh, my dad was always in charge of the hospital wing where all the broken ornaments would go and he would try and fix them, put them back together. Dude, this is the cutest story ever. I got, I got one last part to this. Okay. Every year, and we have pictures of every single time we've done this. Can't really do it anymore because just getting too big. But um, every year I would put the star on top of our tree but, you know, growing up, I wasn't big enough to get up there, right? right. We didn't now use you're a ladder. very tall. Now I'm tall, right? Um, I would go on my dad's shoulders mm. every year, probably until I was, like, 16. Wow. Yeah, my dad was like, we're doing this. And, you know, maybe 17 even. I don't know if I did when I was 18, but it was, okay. you know, late teens. Um, and we have pictures of every single time that I was on my dad's shoulders putting the star on the tree. Oh, I love that. Now, are you guys... Uh, decorators like right after Thanksgiving or did you wait a while? Um, not right after Thanksgiving. Uh -huh. I know that a lot of people are like, it's Friday of Thanksgiving. Tree. Exactly. It yeah. wasn't like that, but it was, you know, late November-ish, early December. We would, my dad would come home with a giant tree mm. in his car. Uh, we would put it up, let it fall out for, mm -hmm. you know, three or four days, whatever it is, and then do the uh, ornaments and everything. Okay. Where'd the trees typically come from? Great question. I'm not sure. I think. Okay. I mean, I know it's a, like a tree lot. My dad wouldn't okay. go and cut it down. Okay. If that. Yeah. No, no Chevy Chase like no. out in the wilderness. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Got it. And so, is Grandpa the hooker? Is Grandpa still around? He's not. No, he's not. Uh, he passed away my sophomore year in high school. Ugh, yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, it was. I love the fact that the whole family though would come together. So yeah. grandparents lived close by then, obviously. Yeah, they're about half an hour away, uh, which was great. Um, you know, would go to visit them regularly and they would, you know, always come over. We would go to my uncle's house, kind of all meet up. We would, mm -hmm. you know, always seeing each other. Okay. So any Christmas Eve, Christmas Day traditions? Christmas Eve, we go to my dad's side of the family. Okay. Uh, my uncle hosts our Christmas Eve party. My dad's side of the family, he has eight siblings. Good Lord. Yeah. It's huge, right? I mean, mm -hmm. there was one year we counted all like my cousins. We had like 35 you know, first cousins or something oh my like God. that. And everybody's together? Yeah, and everybody's together. M most of us were together in that house on Christmas Eve. So Who's we'd cooking? all do that. Um, everyone brought a little something okay. for a while, and then they started catering it uh, oh, later fancy. on. I know, right? Um, just like from one of their favorite Italian places. And then on Christmas, we would host. We would okay. host my mom's side of the family. It's just um, her and her brother. Uh, so my uncle married. Uh, his mother-in-law would come over. Mm -hmm. uh, they would have their like childhood friends come over. They call them club. They would come over. It was, you know, all said and done, there were probably about fifteen people: okay. aunts, uncles, cousins. Okay. You know, a friend of mine would come over from across the street. We'd always exchange gifts and stuff too. So. And it's nice, I think, probably for an only child, you were never really deprived of being around a lot of family. Right. Exactly. And you know, it was nice that. It was kind of, I could be by myself because I wasn't only a child sure. and kind of figure that out. But at the same time, I was never like alone. Right. They know. stole that spotlight from you a little bit. A little bit, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, any food that's just like says Christmas or Christmas Eve for you? Recently, yes. Um, first off, mom's sweet potatoes. But she makes them for Thanksgiving too, so I hesitate okay. to include those. Okay. Uh, but then also... Um, my mom would also make a hash brown casserole on mm. Christmas morning, mm. um, you know, with the cheese, mm. you know, the whole whole thing, right? And it, it was 
delicious, something I would look forward to every single year. Of course. And then I, I didn't grow up liking shrimp, but they would always have like shrimp stuff. Stuff with shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I was never crazy about it, but, you know, it was every year we would have it. Awesome. Awesome. And was there ever a Christmas that just you, just unforgettable, you'll never, ever forget? I don't know. Um, I think every every Christmas kind of stands out in some way. Mm -hmm. Usually, and I forgot to put this in there earlier with traditions and stuff. Um, most years, no, I'm sorry. Every year we get um, some trains, like Lionel, yeah. O-Gage trains, yeah. right? Um, and every year my mom and I would go to, we call it the train store, but it's like a hobby toy store mm -hmm. place. And we would go and buy the seasonal box cars and blah, blah, blah. Love so it. one year in particular, there was one that um, they bought a train set for me that year, which was rare because those are a little, you know, pricier. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it was a Crayola Crayon train set. Awesome. Right? So it came with its own track and stuff and everything was like, you know, colorful. But the mat or paper thing that you put the actual train tracks on, Okay. you could color it in. It was kind of like, instead of having a coloring book, you had like a whole set that you could color. That's awesome. That was really cool. Sounds me. like it. Yeah. Did you guys have a train set like that went around the tree or anything like that? We wouldn't put it around the tree specifically because the tree was put on carpet and had a skirt around it. You I don't see. want it to spark. Exactly. But <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> exactly. But we would always, almost always have, you know, a train set up going around somewhere usually in the basement or something like on some plastic tables. Okay, this sounds like a John like Hughes movie or something. So you with this job, gonna mm -hmm. wrap it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. You with this job, and I so know how this goes with family across the country. Um, it's tough because you it can't is. always get home and be with family. So as far as, you know, especially with this job and the future jobs that you're gonna have, how do you guys sort of celebrate and make sure that you still stay in touch? Well, um, this year I went home for Thanksgiving. You did? Which was nice. Because you got engaged. Because I got engaged. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. So, so yeah, we went home this year for Thanksgiving. Otherwise, um, my mom has come out uh, the Christmas of my first year here where That's I didn't right. go I home. That's right, I remember that. And then she's coming out this year, the day after Christmas, and she's staying for, you know, five days or something like that. So, you know, usually my one or both of my parents will come out to visit um, right after mm -hmm. the holidays or you know, as soon as they can to celebrate that way. Yeah, which my mom did the exact same thing. There you go. You know, when you're in a family that is as tight as yours and as, as tight as mine, you have to do what you can to stay in touch. Absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of the best part of the holidays is still being able to, you know, see everyone, even mm -hmm. though, like you said, across the country. Mm -hmm. All right. Mike Marut, thank you. Thank you so much. And now on to my favorite co-anchor ever, Brian Schnee. That's Hi. a good That's a good intro. It is a good intro. Thanks for... um being a guinea pig to do this. I'm happy to do this. I'm, You know what? I'm just happy I was invited. A little special holiday edition of Off Script. So where are you from originally? Born and raised in Burlington, Connecticut. And yes, for the holidays, it's a beautiful place to be. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, Snowy. it's great. The best part, and I know we're going to talk about memories because we have to, memories. but the best part about growing up there when yeah. I was young is sometimes our driveway would freeze over. So okay. we actually would go ice skating on the driveway. Nice. Like when we would get the really crappy weather, like crappy by definition here. Okay. It was actually pretty awesome to be a freaking kid. Oh, sure. Snow days were legit. Like that was a good place to be. I'm just picturing the peanuts. 
You can picture that if you want to. I mean, we had, you know, authentic onesies and big, like, of boxing mitt sort of looking mittens. Like, we were pretty cool. Fantastic. Yeah. I like it. So, you grew up with siblings? One sibling. She lives in Florida. She's got me by a couple years. Um, Older sister. Big bully. Big bully. Mm. Yeah. You know, I've got some good memories with her, but... I'm not going to throw her under the bus. So, I love her. Uh, so what was, like, was there anything in the month of December that you guys did that you always did? Was it a tree kind of thing that you, every, this day you put up the tree? Well, disclaimer, uh, I grew up in an interfaith family. So I grew up um, with a Jewish dad. Okay. And a non-Jewish mother. Okay. Uh, a Protestant mother. So we would celebrate both. That doesn't mean you get double the gifts. I'm sorry. It's real, though. You didn't get double the gifts. But I was bar mitzvah too. So I'm, oh. I'm actually, I categorize myself as 51-49, 51% Jewish, 49% okay. other. Um, I didn't really do much in terms of going to church or doing those things. When I was younger, I did have to go to like Hebrew school. It was probably the least favorite thing I've ever done in my life. And I made that known to my parents. And uh, I, th I still think they know that today. I would go to that on Sundays, like in my baseball uniform, ready to get out and go play that Sunday, Sunday afternoon baseball game. So when it came to the holidays, mm -hmm. yeah, we would do the, you know, we'd light the menorah and things. And sometimes I'd be there and sometimes I wouldn't be. As I got older, I got more cool. So I'd definitely not be there. You know, that's how you it works. You got cool. I got cool and now I'm clearly not. But, you know, we would go get the tree and we lived in a woodsy area so we could cut down that darn nice. tree. And that was the way to do it. So you had both. You had a menorah and a Christmas tree. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, was there any sort of tradition on Christmas Eve? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we would uh, we would go to the movies. Nice. We would do the movie thing. Okay. Um, maybe open a present when you came home. Mm -hmm. And that was, I guess, you know, the the we would go to the movies because of the Jewish side, right? Like people would say maybe that's a Jewish tradition or something, or, mm -hmm. but we would do that and then we would still celebrate the next morning. So nice. it was still kind of cool that we, we did live both. Mm -hmm. And I guess it was really interesting. Now you look back at it years later, the holidays were unique for us because we didn't really do full-blown one thing. Right. I used it. I said it once on Facebook Live because we do Facebook Live at 11 o'clock as well mm -hmm. as you and I do at 5. I called it, and I know I can say this on a podcast, I called it half-assed. Mm -hmm. That's not what I meant by definition. I meant like we were halvesies, true halvesies of religion. Mm -hmm. And that's why I never really knew the traditions of a full-blown family doing just Christmas or doing just Hanukkah. So I've seen and experienced a little bit of both. I think going half-assed that way is pretty awesome because it makes you a well-rounded human being. Yeah, and it, it allowed me to appreciate a lot of things. I mean, I would end up going to friends' houses during holidays after I did stuff with my family to hang out with their family, have dessert with them, crash their parties. Right. It was kind of cool to see how everyone did it. And in turn, you know... People always kind of, I feel like they liked having the half Jewish kids show up on Christmas so they could rag on me a little bit. And, nice. and I was okay with that. Did you get presents um, on the nights during Hanukkah? All eight nights. No, we would do it kind of, you know, you get one maybe in the beginning, maybe one okay. at the end. And I never got mad about that because it wasn't, it's not, we truly understood we weren't right. doing one full thing. And people would sometimes joke about that. Though. Sure. Was was there any sort of food? You know, I always go to food. Um, any sort of food thing that is always something you crave around the holidays? Well, who doesn't love the the traditional, like the potato latkes or something like that? Mm. And my mom, who was not the Jewish one, would take pride in making some of those things, which is really cool. Go mom. You know, the matzo ball soup and stuff. And, and there's some great food in every part of this world. And True. you are well aware of great food as you do the West Coast Flavor segment mm -hmm. here on News 10 as well. So... 
I mean, I always really liked getting into those nitty gritty holiday foods. And we did have a Christmas day tradition for food. And I'll let you, you know, set that one up with a softball. If okay. Like. What was your Christmas day tradition? So my mom, would, your belly? <laughs> my mom would make us bran muffins. And, bran muffins? And the reason why it's weird and unique, our running joke is that the bran muffins would clear you out like a cleanse. <laughs> They would clear you out like a cleanse. They tasted good. You'd slap a little butter on them. And that was our Christmas Day tradition of after you open those gifts, mom's in the kitchen getting ready to make bran muffins. I will tell you, they taste amazing. And I never thought I would like something called bran muffins in my life. And the running joke is, all right, time time to clear you out. Time for some bran muffins. And... I would eat those things for days. And never did they really clear me out by definition. I don't know where that joke came from, though. But it was hilarious. (laughs) Absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that was a blast. Well, anytime you can talk about eating and poop at the same time, I'm in. I just... As long as we don't do it live at 5 and 6 and 11 o'clock, we're good. No, don't talk about poop live live on the set at (laughs) 5 or 6 or any time, really. We all um, do it. Sorry. So growing up now, being here, I, you know, I talked to Mike about this too. As I well know, my family's in South Carolina. You know, it's holidays can be sometimes tough because we sure. can't always be there to be with the family and, and do the things that we always like to do around the holidays. So do you have little traditions now being out here? Practically no, which no? stinks. And I say that and I bring the mood down probably a thousand percent. Yeah, you know, it was way up here and now it's way down here. I've lived in Oregon for now four years. Uh I never get home for the holidays, um, probably because I work in television and I'm Mm -hmm. okay with that. But I do make do, you know, I've already done my shopping. I've done all the gifts. I've sent them just because I want to get it out of the way. You know, that's part of the stress though, holidays, is still making sure everyone gets their gifts, everyone knows I love them, you know, even though I'm not going to be there, or they're not going to be here until they retire, you can hurry up already. Yeah. You know, then you can come out and visit. But, you know, I have a new tradition, obviously. You know, my girlfriend and I go down to Los Angeles. That's where our family's from. And we do spend a couple days down there. So while I don't have my family for the holidays, I do have family. I have family for the holidays. When I moved here and had no one that I knew, I did have some local people. You know them very well. The Hickman family, Don and Marguerite, two uh, former, you know, information officers of sorts yeah. with Ashland and, you know, District 3 and whatnot. Uh, they took in a lot of reporters for kind of like a Friendsgiving sort of thing. Nice. And that was my first holiday. I really felt loved by someone when I moved here. For sure. And that was a couple years ago now, and those traditions have been great. Well, I will tell you one thing. Being a new reporter here, the other reporters here and the other staff here, they became my family. Yeah, and, and that's a good thing. I mean, you who else do you turn to, though? I mean... People recognize that, though. A lot of people that watch, a lot of people that listen, a lot of people that consume our coverage of mm-hmm. stories and, and see us out and about. And, you know, we're just like you. We just don't have family here. Right. A lot of people that move to Southern Oregon. And for me, I had never known what this place was going to be like. I moved here blind. I didn't even know. So I was pretty happy, though, once I realized that it's one giant family around here. It really is. All right, Brian Schnee, happy Hanukkah and Merry Thank Christmas. Thank you. Yes, I'm a, yeah, I'm a dually. I get both. <laughs> Appreciate it, Trish. Thanks, buddy. If you are listening to this podcast and you like it, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps other people find us. We are also on Google Play and SoundCloud. If you want to check out the video portion of this podcast, just go to ktvl.com, click on features, and then off script.